Welcome to the Christian Contrast Podcast, where we talk about how following Jesus leads us to live differently than the world around us. Dan and Garrett here with you as usual, and we are joined by worship pastor extraordinaire Andy Watson, coming to us from in in front of his back lawn. Uh, Side lawn. Side lawn. Looking nice out there. You've definitely got the best scenic view for this podcast episode. Yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty good book collection you've got there. Yeah, you've read them all five times. <laughs> well, yeah, only twice each. So <laughs> I, I still got work to do, <laughs> and that's a great segue into talking about pride. That is good. <laughs> we we are we're following up to, during this uh, during this time where we're celebrating the fact that we're reopening the in person services. We've um, taken this three week series where we're talking about how God brings us freedom from fear and from pride and freedom to love one another. Um, We're asking people to fast and pray during these weeks and really dig in about what the Lord has to teach us about pride. And so that's what we talked about this last Sunday, going through a passage in 1 Peter where where humility is talked about, casting our cares on the Lord is talked about. And so we want to get practical about combating pride and and building humility. So we'll start with a game. I don't think we've done this on the show before, but um, we'll do it sort of Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy style, and, and we'll, we'll take turns filling in the end of the sentence. Um, you know you have a pride problem if. So I'll go first. You, you know you have a pride problem if every car on the freeway that's going one mile per hour faster than you is reckless, and every car on the freeway going one mile per hour slower than you um, needs their driver's license revoked. Again. Uh, pride problem if uh, you can have a YouTube channel now and be an expert on something. Yeah. Yeah. Or if uh, you look at a bunch of posts online and the only time you choose to engage is just when you want to tell someone they're wrong. Just a lurker. Um, This is one I'll I'll totally fess up to, but you know you have a pride problem if um, the only reason you really listen to people quietly is so that they can get done more quickly and you can move on to what you want to talk about. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, you know, you have a pride problem if everyone else is wrong all the time and you're always right. Yep. Or if uh, your music is really the best type of music to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. When we think about this, it does start to, we, and we can kind of laugh. And I think one of the reasons that we laugh is we realize just how pervasive pride is in our lives. Like we, we might have a picture in our head of the super arrogant person, um, the egomaniac. And at the same time, when we think about our lives, we realize just how much of the time we are trying to revolve things around ourselves. Um, and, and just in those silly ways, but also in, in ways that can be harmful to our relationships. You know, the passage we went over on Sunday talked about um, humble yourselves towards one another, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Um, so maybe we can broaden out and just talk about what are some ways the three of us are going to be honest and just talk about what are some ways that you've seen pride rear its head in your life and that you've ended up saying, I, I need to find a way to combat this. Yeah, well, I can go, man. Um, anytime we start talking about pride and, and talking about it in this context, it, it's hard, right? Like it almost feels prideful to talk about humility and we've got all the answers when, when I suddenly don't. But I think just one of the areas in my life, especially when I was younger is 
just being so black and white on things and just like, well, how can people live like that? Why can they make those choices? What's wrong with them? Just why can't they pull themselves together and figure it out? And um, that is something that uh, as I've experienced life more and as God has um, maybe helped me along the way, just to see there's a lot of gray area. Yeah. Did you, let me ask a follow-up. Did you, cause this is true for me. One of the hardest parts is to, is to go through that process and maybe admit that you were wrong about something or that you've changed your, your position about something. Was, is that, is it really hard uh, to enter into that kind of internal dialogue to admit that maybe things have changed from your perspective? Yeah, I think it's maybe getting a bit easier because I think one of the things that I've struggled with in life is man, just wanting to be right, no matter what the cost. And even if I'm right, who cares if you don't, have a relationship with someone or you choose not to love like it doesn't matter you know so um, I think yeah just not always having to be right yeah I, I hear you one thing for me that I think is related to that whole idea because it does come from the desire to be right um, is just coming to realize the the way I already mentioned the way that I listen to people and realize that a lot of the times the way that I was listening to people was to sort of figure out a way, especially if it was an argument, to figure out a way like, oh, like that was it. What they said right there, as soon as they're done talking, I'm going to come back and I'm going to show how that thing that they said was wrong or unscriptural or a mistake, you know, even uh, arguments that Karina and I would have um, where I would, I would key in on something. And she would sometimes even say to me afterwards, like, that it was like I was latching onto one part of it. I wasn't even really listening to the bigger point. But it's like, as soon as I found something that I thought I could win, I was mm. latching onto that because my goal was not to listen, to try to understand. My goal was sort of to win, to vindicate myself, to figure out a way that I could prove myself right. And so I had this odd experience just this last weekend. We were hanging out with another family, social distancing. It was okay. But, um, but uh, one of them, one of, one of the members of the couple was saying something and I kind of felt like in my head, what was going on is I was like, ah, I don't really agree. I don't think this really makes sense. Um, and I felt like the Lord was just moving in me to be like, really listen to listen. Hmm. And it was odd because even part of what we've been talking about with pride is that pride is enslaving. Humility is actually liberating. And my entire demeanor changed when I suddenly sat there and realized I can just sit and try to understand. It is not my burden to prove this person wrong. And it was, it was a strange thing. It was like this burden lifted of saying, all I'm trying to do here is listen and understand. So hmm. I know listening to me goes along with humility and not listening goes along with pride in a big way. Do you have to do that if they're flat earthers still? Or can you just move on to the that, physics? That, that may be where God really puts us to the test. <laughs> <laughs> that or Astros fans. So. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, you know what made me think of, Dan, is that I have a lot of things I could share, but you know, when you talked about um, your uh, just conversations with uh, Karina, that I think like marriage for sure is probably designed by God to teach us both spouses what humility re really means. And I think that a lot of us, you know, we go in thinking that an argument or just a discussion is really all about getting your point across and help making them better understand what you think and why your perspective might be better or more accurate. And I think that the sooner you realize that the goal is to, is to listen and um, 
even if you never get either one of you ever get your points across and all you did was practice pushing down your pride and being open to to the other spouse i mean the sooner that you you'll have a lot more peace in your marriage and, and i think that that's one thing that we could all we all know as a great practical example where pride can really hurt things and where humility really is uh, the way forward. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think marriage is like the training ground for humility, which is why married people are better than single people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be a bad example of how we put ourselves above other people. Um, and well, so let's know, actually talk about that now. We, you know, the, the time of the coronavirus, this time that we're in, um, I know you had mentioned earlier, Garrett, and, and we talked about this, how it's, it's one of those things where you could look at this and say, well, dealing with this pandemic is something that we all have in common. This could be this amazing time where a trial draws us all together and, hey, we're all in this together and we're, we're going to support each other. And it's not that none of that has gone on, but it, it would be hard to make that the headline <laughs> of the way we all have responded to this time. So let's talk a little bit about some ways that we've seen how pride has played a part in some of the unfortunate reactions that we've had towards one another during the time of this pandemic. Andy, do you, do you want to share something? Sure. Um, you know, I think, man, when people are under stress, mm. um, pride seems to come out like weeds in springtime. Um, you know, and just the stresses that we have been under and, and the unknown of, of everything going on, and, uh, the pandemic stuff, the, the race relations stuff, the political um, struggles that, that are going on, just even how churches should reopen. It feels like the world that we have been in has, has been very stressful. And um, yeah, you can just see how the enemy is having a field day with pride and just encouraging that in people and wanting to, to tear people apart and, and not bring unity. And I think just one of the things that um, saddens me a little bit and concerns me is just this lack of unity that seems to have risen up and how that seems to be a, a direct result of pride. I don't know. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, we talked to, even in the last episode, we talked a little bit about how the fact that, you know, a lot of the, the information that we consume um, has been designed just to get our attention, not necessarily um, be accurate or be considering the other person. And so it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the internet and social media has allowed us to, to get news just for us, right? Like you said, pride, like it's all about me. And so the algorithms know that I click on articles where um, it talks about COVID being really dangerous or, or, you know, and so that's all I get, you know, and then someone says, you know, someone doesn't know this necessarily, but they click on articles where it talks about COVID not being that big of a deal and they continue to get that. And so it's like this perfect storm where all these years, you know, the digital media has been designed not to necessarily, not to unify us, but to give us what it is that they know we want that we'll click on. So here we have the perfect storm of even Christians trying to dialogue and plan what church and ministry looks like, but both coming from different multiple sides of what is true, right? Like absolute truth has just been decayed to nothing. You can find an article to support anything. You can find a study to support anything. And so we're really struggling to find unity when we're trying to take the gospel message into a world that um, is different than it was two years ago or 20 years ago. 
And I think that we, we, we already enter into dialogues and discussions and maybe even debates with this whole stack of biased information um, as opposed to an open heart, I think what we're, you know, or a listening ear. And I think that in the, in the world and society, you know, we can interact with biased information or interact with information's, you know, spew it, stats or whatever. But I think as a Christian, we should be interacting with love and openness and just, uh, just wanting to receive the other person. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with both you guys. And I think um, just, just going along, maybe kind of related to what you were saying, Garrett, um, obviously, you know, like we're, you know, th- this podcast episode will go out on social media. We are not anti-social media. And at the same time, you know, Andy, you referred to the whole idea. You got a YouTube channel, therefore you're an expert on something. Um, it, it's not that social media has brought about narcissism. Like this, you know, that way predates any of this stuff. And at the same time, there is this sense of, um, you think like, gosh, 20 years ago, you would have had to go through quite a process, like to get a book published and then get it out there or get an, uh, an article published, some magazine to hold it. And then maybe even then you'd have like a few reviews that would go out in a newspaper or maybe if it did well enough, some fan mail or something like that. But now just the idea that, you know, I can, I can jump on right after this podcast episode, I could jump on, put something on Facebook, put something on Twitter or Instagram and the, you know, the likes or the comments will roll in. It's just, it's so easy for us all to kind of see ourselves as celebrities, to see ourselves as like these influencers, like we're out there and people are very interested in what I say. Um, even I, I joked and this guy was joking. Well, it was, I, I can say his name. It was Dave Dukes. Um, who you guys both know, who's a, who's a big part of our church. There was one time we were at um, a, a men's retreat and right at dinner, he was trying to check his Facebook feed and I was sort of making fun of him like, Dave, put it away. We're up here in the mountains. You don't need this. And he said, Dan, people are counting on me. <laughs> and, and I was like, Dave, no statement is less true than that. Nobody's counting on you posting a dog cartoon on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> But, but it like, it was a joke, but it's like, we, we do sort of act like that's true where we have this thing. And, and so then, especially if we feel like, well, there's a lot of people that like the last thing that I said, now I'm going to consider that I know what's right. The experts can't decide on how we're supposed to handle this situation, but I'm going to be so firm that I have the answer that the government can't figure out, that the medical people can't figure out that churches are, are right now struggling through and how to handle, that families are handling in different ways, that I somehow have just made it through all of the weeds and my answer is the correct answer. Um, and if you're more cautious than I am, you're a sheep, um, which is sort of funny to me that that's an insult for us as Christians because we are <laughs> sheep, like in the Bible. We're not the government sheep, but we are sheep. Like So the idea of being like, ah, you're just a sheep. Like we're all sheep. We're all Jesus sheep. Yeah, um, and if you're, you know, not quite as cautious as me, then you just don't even care about people and you're very selfish. Um, just the audacity and the arrogance of us thinking I have figured something out that the entire world is struggling to, to get their bearings with um, definitely portrays arrogance. And I think probably every single one of us at some point has fallen into that trap. Um, even if, just for a short while, we've considered ourselves to be the one person that's viewing everything rightly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would just say, even as we have um, been forced to transition into an online ministry for a season, like, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, there are times when I have to check my heart and come before the Lord and, and just say, okay, is pride starting to mm-hmm. rise up? Is, you know, we do things that, that are about screens and views and comments and, you know, how does that make me feel? And mm-hmm. Am I feeding into that too much? But you guys are, you are strong in the Lord. That's probably not an issue for you guys. Probably ever have to deal with that. No, I do remember early on going through like the, that classic philosophical question. Like if a guy gives a sermon in a room and nobody's there, is it actually a sermon? It's sort of like, do I even matter? Nobody is like in the room when I'm doing this. And oh, right. so I, I was there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. He fell asleep though. So you know. <laughs> he actually did fall asleep one time. So. Oh man. Uh, you know, that's a really good point. On that. Yeah, that's a good point because, you know, it's what is the value of our opinion if, if we're not close to the Lord? And Dan, I think you've done a really good job. You've had some, some posts recently, get a lot of comments and, and, and discussion, and you've done a great job of just kind of pointing people back to Scripture, even saying at some point, I don't know if I feel this way personally, but this is what I feel like Scripture is asking me to do, and so that's where I'm going to move. And I think that that's, I feel like becoming more rare. I think the opinion is easier to formulate. Sure. You can just hit record and start sharing. And, and like we said, people will, are taking those opinions and the next night having an argument with their aunt and uncle about something and they're just using someone's opinion on, on social media. So I think that, you know, pride does come into it, but it's also, what, are we sharing only our perspective or are we trying to, to be connected to God and the Holy Spirit and really let them speak through us. And, and I think that I feel like when I spend time online, that's becoming more rare. People are just, just willing and ready just to share opinions. Yeah. And I, and I do think that that does go towards the idea that anytime one of the, the biblical authors under the inspiration of the Holy spirit gives us a command. Like one of the things that comes to my mind is like, they wouldn't have given us this command if it wasn't for the fact that, we otherwise wouldn't do this. Like, so with pride, it's sort of like, there's a reason why not just the, the first Peter passage that we went over, but you know, James, then you get into Jesus, then you get into the Proverbs. It's, it's all over the place. The call to humility is frequent. It wouldn't be such a biblical theme if it wasn't for the fact that pride was such a, an instinctive response to us um, and does show that humility is something that we've got to be purposeful about. Like if, if we just sort of weave ourselves to what, where we're going to drift, we're not, we're not going to drift towards humility. We're going to drift towards pride. And so I thought it would be great for, for people who, you know, who are walking through this week right now and seeking the Lord on this, if we could just share a little bit on a practical basis, how, how do we try to cultivate moving towards humility? fighting pride in the biblical language, even putting pride to death and building humility. Um, so I have some thoughts, but I'll be humble and let you guys go first. Oh, wow. Uh, something that I like to focus in a lot on, and if people listen to some of the things that I've put out of the church, is just how we engage on social media and our online communities. And I've talked with people about maybe how to um, 
maybe gain influence or, or how to engage. And, and I, I kind of start with something countercultural. I usually tell people just to listen to posts of others and instead of commenting or instead of making posts, just make it your job to leave thoughtful comments that show care and concern. At, at, like that's all your like today I'm gonna instead of wasting time on the internet I'm gonna go on and respond to 10 comments of people that I know and just thank them for sharing maybe ask a question that dives in a little bit deeper about how they're feeling or what they're going through um, I think that's rare I think if anything people are, are are looking for the likes and just the encouragement or just like the you know like this is a great post or I agree with, agree with you I think it's kind of Christian contrast to put like a thoughtful comment in there. And, and I want to know more about where this is coming from. I want to learn more about your story. Um, you know, I think that aiming for a dialogue and conversation instead of aiming for like just sharing opinions, I think it's a great way to practice humility. Cause like you said, we're almost ready. Our, our default is like, let me just, once soon as you're done talking, I just want to share my opinion. Um, but instead, if you shared something that just encouraged them to dive deeper or share more, um, or thanking them for being vulnerable or something like that, I think uh, will go a long way in pushing down that pride of you wanting to give your opinion and your thought and your perspective and letting other people talk and you can just listen. Mm. Sorry, what did you say, Garrett? <laughs> You're ready to go to share yours, right? Yeah, he's ready with this. <laughs> my turn now? Or? <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I think that's important. Listening is huge. And it seems to be a lost art in our world today. I'm just amazed at how many people don't listen and don't care. Uh, and they don't ask questions. And, uh, yeah, so that's, a, that's probably a whole other podcast that um, we could do together. But for me, cultivating humility is... Um, uh, Oftentimes the Lord helps me with that. My wife helps me with that. My kids help me with that. My friends, um, just when I mess up, um, really, it just humbles me, you know. Um, but ultimately, it has to start with me meeting with God, prioritizing Him through worship, through His Word, through prayer, through just acknowledging my need of Him. Um, and that song, Lord, I need you. Um, every hour I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, oh God, how I need you. Man, that is just um, the place that I want to be. And when, I, when I'm doing that, things um, don't always go well, um, but I know that it's where I want to be. You know, it was interesting yesterday um, when we were listening to, to your message, Dan, and, and you were going through First Peter 5, and it talks about pride, and then it, it talks about humility and, and casting all of your cares on, on the Lord and, and, and all of our anxieties and all that stuff, which is really important. But then the very next line is, um, man, but be careful because the devil is a roaring lion. Mm. And it's like, man, when I, when I try and pursue um, surrender, humility, walking with the Lord, it feels like oftentimes um, that's when spiritual warfare seems to kick up in my life when, when the devil is, is louder and, and more obnoxious. And um, I don't know, is that something that, that you guys have experienced when you're trying to walk with the Lord, live, pursue humility, a surrendered life? Oh yeah. I, I think that's fair just because I think pride, especially it's such, it's almost like a hinge vice that it's like, it's going to lead, it's going to lead to anger. It's going to lead to lust. It's, you know, so I do think that that is something that gets the enemy's attention where if we are really putting to death pride, 
he knows he's got to spring into action because that's going to have a snowball effect on other things. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and definitely a good catch on that connection in the passage that he goes right to that warning afterwards. Yeah. I'd love to take credit for it. But my wife <laughs> is the one who pointed it out. She, she... I think, I think pride even, even kind of sneaks in it as we're spending more time with the Lord and we're, we're getting that clear perspective. We interact with others and we're like, uh, I want to share that I've been reading my Bible and been really on it, you know, and that's why uh, I have this insight. And, you know, I think that uh, it can, the devil can really get you, uh, even when you're close, but even when those things just want to come as you work on yourself and as you're going closer to God, uh, it's just sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just yeah I'll share because I was thinking before we we did this and um and uh, first of all I, I just really agree that this is this is a spiritual battle like um it's like sometimes there are skills and habits we we can develop and we should go for that but this is a spiritual thing this is something that there's a reason why we're inviting people to fast and pray about this because this is something that we're we're not gonna cultivate without the Lord. Um, it, it needs to first and foremost be about our response to him. And then we do believe it, it has an incredible effect on others and our, our ability to love others. For me, I was just realizing, you know, like one of the biggest antidotes for me to pride is gratitude. Um, if I pause and, you know, it, in fact, I'll, I'll read a passage real quick, just a couple of verses from, um, Colossians chapter three, starting in verse 15, it says in three times in three verses, even about slightly different things, he talks about gratitude. He says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Then verse 16, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, with psalms, hymns, and songs of the spirit, which Andy leads us in singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And then verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, and so I know for me, a big moment where pride becomes tempting is I have an interaction with someone. Um, they are really kind of a jerk and unpleasant and I go away, even if I'm kind of upset about the way I was treated, I go away and the way I can make myself feel good is how much of a better person I am than that. Uh, and that feels good. Like that feels like almost like being mistreated was worth it because of how good it can feel to feel superior to mm. someone else. And just where the Lord will, will give a pause and say, what, what, what poor decision in response to probably pain did that person make that led them to behave that way? Um, and then I can look at it and say, well, maybe one of the reasons I'm not that way is because I haven't had as much pain as that person. Not to excuse it, but I can be thank God, thank you for sparing me from the kind of pain and difficulty that would turn me into a, um, an even more difficult person to be around. And then I can look at it and say, well, maybe I did experience some difficulty, but the Lord brought the right people into my life at the right time. You should, God, thank you so much. Where would I be without my wife? Where would I be without my friends that you brought into my life who are willing to call me on my stuff? And, and then just to, to, to go through, I, it's something that I've been trying to cultivate in, in other areas, um, just even noticing when things are inconvenient, like when you know, like I'm in the car and I'm in traffic, which I guess doesn't really happen much now. 
but to suddenly pause and be like, I'm annoyed I'm in traffic and suddenly be like, actually, this is a reason to thank God that I'm in a vehicle right now where I can cross the country very quickly. Um, when the internet goes out and I'm like, ah, oh, this is so stupid. We were watching something. I can't believe the internet went out. I'm like, God, thank you that I'm able to stream a movie on my, this is amazing. And there's not hot water in the shower for, you know, like three seconds longer than I wanted there to be. And God, thank you that I can take a hot shower every day. Um, so I just think for me, when I'm, when I'm being thankful, it, it reminds me that, that as the Apostle Paul said, you know, what do we have that's not a gift? Um, my family is a gift. If I'm looking at people and being like, why don't they get their stuff together? I, to the extent that I positively have my stuff together, it's a gift from God. It's a grace from him. Um, and I just find, man, if, if we're looking this week for how we can fight against pride, a great place to start is just making our prayers a lot about confession and a lot about gratitude. Um, and that does bring us to a point where not only are we humbled, but we actually feel great about the situation because we're remembering all the good things that God has done for us. First and foremost, that we're three guys that he's forgiven of everything that we've done and we get to spend eternity with our savior because of a gift that he's given us. Yeah, that's really good, Dan. That's really good. Man, one of our family um, verses, I think it's first Thessalonians is in everything, give thanks. Yeah. Man, that that is so good. Uh, you know, one of the verses that, that stuck out to me as I was thinking through this was Jeremiah 9, 23, 24. And it says, this is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom or the strong boast of their strength or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one boast, boast about this. Do they have understanding to know me that I am the Lord? who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these I delight, declares the Lord. Um, and that goes against the culture we live in, right? Isn't the goal to, to work hard, to, to get smart, to, to pursue education, to, to get strong, to, to get rich, and, and then to brag about it? Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate both you guys. I feel like I got some positive stuff for this just as I'm trying to go before the Lord this week. So I appreciate it. And thank you for, uh, for doing this for our people also who the Lord loves and wants to lead in, in growing humility. Um, and thank you. If, if you've taken the time to listen to this or watch this, you know, if, if, um, the way that you're watching this is through our social media, through our Facebook, please leave a comment. Um, Talk about what the Lord's teaching you this week. Talk about something if, if you feel like you have some, uh, some insight into how you're pursuing humility and, and looking to put pride to death so that we can be partners with one another in this. Um, Gary would love to engage with those comments and say nice things. I'll listen really well to the comments. That's right. We will be Johnny on the spot with those and we'll, we'll really listen for understanding, not for, uh, for a fight or anything like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll look forward. We'll, we'll be doing another one of these um, episodes next week when we're talking about the freedom that God has given us to love one another. We're really hoping that those of you who are listening, e- even if it's later than this week of, it's always a good time to seek and pray and fast before the Lord and ask that he brings us greater freedom from pride. So thanks so much, guys, for taking the time to do this conversation. And we'll look forward to the next time that we're all together. 